okay welcome back so today we are dealing with chapter 5 and the title is leap leap okay now under that we have strategy is based on assumptions strategy is based on assumptions every business plan begins with a set of assumptions it lays out a strategy that takes those assumptions as a given and proceeds and shows how to achieve the company's vision. Because the assumptions haven't been proved to be true, they are assumptions after all, and in fact are often erroneous. The goal of startups' early efforts should be to test them as quickly as possible. The first challenge for an entrepreneur is to build an organization that can test these assumptions systematically. The second challenge, as in all entrepreneurial situations, is to perform that rigorous testing without losing sight of the company's overall vision. An entrepreneur assumes a lot of things. Acting as if these assumptions are true is a classic entrepreneur superpower. They are called leaps of faith. Precisely because the success of the entire venture rests on them. If they are true, tremendous opportunity awaits. If they are false, the startups risk total failure. Successful startups is more than being in the right place at the right time. Nearly 500 other entrepreneurs joined Henry Ford in the automobile industry in the early 20th century but still managed to fail. What differentiates the success from the failure is that successful entrepreneurs had the foresight, the ability, and the tools to discover which part of their plans were working brilliantly and which were misguided, and adapt their strategies accordingly. So we have value and growth. Value and growth. The first step is understand, in understanding a new product or service is to figure out if it is fundamentally value-creating or value-destroying. Note I use the word value rather than profit. This is because some startups might not be profit-oriented and even more confusing. There are many organizations that are widely profitable in the short term but ultimately value-destroying such as the organizers of Ponzi schemes and the fraudulent or misguided companies. A similar thing is true for growth as with value. It is essentially that entrepreneur understands the reason behind the startup's growth. There are some value-destroying kinds of growth that should be avoided. An example would be a business that grows through continuous fund raising from investors and a lot of paid advertising, but does not create a value-creating product. One of the goals of innovating accounting, which will be discussed later on, is to differentiate these false startups from true innovators. So we have get out of the building. Get out of the building. 
Numbers tell a compelling story. But I always remind entrepreneurs that metrics are people too. No matter how many intermediaries lie between a company and its customers, at the end of the day, customers are breeding, thinking, and buying individuals. There are behaviors. Their behaviors is measurable and changeable. Even when you sell to large institutions, business are made up of individuals. Startups need extensive contact with potential customers to understand them. So get out of your chair and get to know them. So we have design and the customer archetype. Design and the customer archetype. The goal of such early contact with the customer is not to gain definitive answers. Instead, it is to clarify at a basic, coerced level that we understand our potential customers and what problems they have. With the understanding, we can craft a customer archetype, a brief document that seeks to humanize the proposed target customers. There are two ever-present dangers when entrepreneurs conduct market research and talk to customers. Followers of the Just Do It school of thought of entrepreneurship are impatient to get started and don't want to spend time analyzing their strategy. They would rather start building immediately, often just a few cursory customer conversations. Unfortunately, because customers don't really know what they want, delude themselves that they are on the right path. Other entrepreneurs can fall victim to analysis paralysis, endlessly refining their plans. In this case, talking to customers, reading research reports, and whiteboard strategizing are all equally unhelpful. The problem is not that they don't follow sound strategic principles, but that the fact upon which they are based are wrong. Unfortunately, most of these errors can't be detected on the whiteboard because they depend on the subtle interaction between products and customers. Thank you.